You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Eman. Yo, what is up, everybody? Your boy Eman from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast coming at you with another episode, another weekly live episode. And, uh, you know, digging this whole live streaming, man, guests or no guests, you know, your boy's going to come and keep bringing the heat at least once a week and watch out for the audio as well and all the other platforms. And uh, you know what? Hey, Super Bowl is come and gone. Check out my latest reaction to the Super Bowl. It's on Spotify, you know, all my platforms. Go to the link in the bio, go to the link tree and check out that latest episode. But today, since football is already officially done, at least NFL football, you, you know, the XFL is coming up. I don't know if I'm going to hit some of that. Maybe. We don't know. But I want to start talking some basketballs. Last week, you know, I went and broke down, you know, the des- you know, the, uh, the some of the trades in the NBA. So I want to dive in, right, as we are right now at the midpoint of the NBA season. The All-Star game is right upon us. Uh, we are about to, um, you know, hit Saturday night, you know, All-Star Friday night. We got the dunk contest, which is going to be a complete snooze fest. Dark Horse, Mac McClung, that's my pitch for the for the uh, three-point contest, but we got, I mean, for the, for the dunk contest, we got the uh, three-point contest. It's going to be lit. You got a lot of good players. I wanted to dive in. And first of all, you know, your boy knows a Knicks fan. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm going to go ahead and uh, definitely kick um, the wheels on, on the Knicks season review. You know, we are mid season. I want to kind of break down and review the Knicks. Uh, how well have they done? Uh, how well they have done or how much are they, are they falling short in the season? You know what? This is when I get into the whole, this is when I get into the whole deal. All right. This is when I get into the whole NBA and I get really dick. So the Knicks right now, as we stand, uh, have an all-star in, um, in uh, Julius Randle, who has a comeback year. I mean, last the year before, he made the all-star team all right, with the Knicks. And then, you know, last year fell off a little bit. Still had a decent season, but did not have a great season like the year before. But this season, man, he's a double-double machine. 24.8 points per game, 10.8 rebounds. He has been the Julius Randle of a couple of years ago. And deserves an all-star nod, and he is going to be in the all-star game. Uh, he has been one uh, of a great, one of the great surprises, not the great surprises, but he's been anchoring the Knicks just like he did, the reason why he signed that big contract. Uh, the Knicks are 33-27. and 27. We know the East is very, very tough right now. Uh, the Knicks would be probably number four, all right, even number three by a game in the West, but it's, it's my nuts because only will be a, a game differential. But anyway, you know, the East is very tough right now. The Nets are going to start slipping in the second half of the season now that they clean house. But the Knicks have been very tough this year. They've been playing really good basketball, regardless of the fact, you know, they, they, they still, they got a lot, they got a lot of young core pieces, which I love, right? You know, Julius Randle, uh, we'll talk about Jalen Brunson, who I criticize and was a great pickup, even though I criticize him by calling him a glorified backup point guard. He has proved me wrong because the dude has been bowling out, man. 23.9 points per game. Could have could have gotten a nod to the All-Star game, man. You know, got a little bit of an All-Star snob here for, uh, snob, I mean, for um, Jalen Brunson, who has been having a heck of a season, all right? 35 minutes per game, 23.9 points per game. He has been uh, doing everything he's been asked for, 6.2. Uh, comes in there, gives you some clutch shots, runs out off, is doing a great job. R.J. Barrett. Again, I thought R.J. Barrett was going to get over. He's averaging, but he kind of he's around the same scenario as last year, right? Nineteen point seven points per game, which is good. That's R.J. Barrett. Look, I told people last year, don't expect R.J. Barrett to be that alpha, right? I think R.J. Barrett is going to be the guy that's just going to be that third player that fits well. He's such a great franchise contributor. All right, he's a good uh, role player and. 
at 19 points per game, almost 20. I know last year he he ended up hot and finished at 20 points per game. You can ask ask you can ask anything more out of RJ Barrett, right? He's having a great season, and that's what you're going to get. A great season from RJ Barrett. I think his ceiling it's going to be 21 a game. All right, and he's almost there. But RJ again, another clutch next player, 53 uh, games played this season. Uh, and you know you got IQ Emmanuel quickly, who's averaging 12 points per game. Look, the rookie. Quentin Grimes has proved really, really, really positive here with uh, averaging 10, you know, double digits in 10.1 per game, which is a starter. I looked at the, the depth chart for the Knicks. Jalen Bronson is your starting PG. All right. You got McGuire, Emmanuel Quick, uh, Quickly, and then you got Derek Rose, number four. Quentin Grimes, number five. This is the point guard position. Quentin Grimes right now is your starter at two guard. But look, IQ gets a lot of burn at two guard, gets a lot of burn at, at point guard. All right. And then, look, the acquisition, the acquisition of Josh Hart has been is huge. I love this acquisition. Great job by the front office pulling a, a Josh Hart trade because, look, Josh Hart is averaging, you know, 17 for the Knicks, averaging 17 points a game for the season. He's averaging 19 a game. All right? This is a good acquisition because this is going to be bench strength coming out of the bench, can also start when needed, all right, when also when needed. Uh, and this year, he has been having a, a really solid season, all right? For the season so far, I'm sorry, 10 points per game, eight rebounds, instant offense, 51% from the field. I said 19, I'm sorry. He's averaging 17 with the Knicks with three games right now, which is it's just been pretty solid. So far, I am giving the Knicks a solid B-plus for the beginning of the season. And I said, the ease is tough, man. The ease is tough. Again, I am going to admit where I'm wrong when it comes to Jalen Brunson. I called him a glorified backup point guard, but he has proven that given the opportunity, he is a starter. And I know he did he, he did well when he started in, uh, when Luca was out and was injured, he took over the starting lineup. He played really well, played really well in the playoffs. Again, second round pick, 33 overall in 2018. The dude has, has been a baller. It's been a baller. 23, almost 24 points again for the Knicks. Uh, you, can't, you can't be mad at that. You can't be mad at that at all. I mean, right now, regular season, he's averaging 41 from three. Excellent. 83 from the free throw, 48% field goal overall. I mean, he's just doing everything what, that you want done from a point guard. Uh, B-plus for the Knicks so far and the opening season. And so far this year, I'm definitely going to give him a B-plus uh, because he deserves it. He really deserves it. I mean, he deserves to be a starting point guard in my book as we speak. Uh, and everybody, I guess the, the front office knew a lot more than I can. Right now, this is your core three. This is what your big three in the Knicks are gonna pretty much, um, pretty much look like moving forward. What do we expect from the Knicks for the remainder of the season? What do we expect in the second half? I am, I'm, I'm thinking the Knicks have the potential. All right, the potential if they're healthy and play some more consistent basketball, and uh, you know, play a little better on at home because they're playing. They're only one game over 500 at home. They're playing really solid on the road. But I think if they start winning some of the division games, all right, they're only five and eight in the division, they they could actually move up. I think they have the potential to move up to number five because I think the Nets are going are gonna to dump down. And they should compete with the Heat, all right? The Heat and the Hawks for that fifth pot. For that spot. And, you know, and don't be surprised. Let's see what happens with the Cavaliers. Are they going to run out of gas? Is, is um. You know, uh, the Donovan Mitchell experiment so far, who's been playing out of his mind, 
there's only five games behind the Cleveland Cavaliers. And, you know, you got one point. There has to be that we're going to have to hit that slope, right? So I'm thinking the Knicks should pick it up towards the end of the season. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, you know, they can move up to the fifth. Fifth spot will be the best case scenario for the Knicks. If they could move up to the fifth spot, that'll be best case scenario for the Knicks, uh, you know, after, you know, for the second half of the season. Uh, it's a tough, it's a tough Eastern Conference, man. You know, Boston is playing out of their mind. Milwaukee's right behind Boston. Philly is strong. But look, you got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Jalen Brunson has been an unbelievable addition. I think this Josh Hart trade is going to be beautiful. Uh, and I didn't mention, you know, the other players, Obi, Obi Toppin. You know, we got a lot of good young role players, man. We do. We actually do. Obi Toppin is another good young guy. We got a lot of small pieces. What we are missing, regardless of what the Knicks are missing, regardless of how good Julius Thomas is at twenty, almost 25 points per game and almost at 11 boards per game, is that guy that's going to take over in the clutch and in the playoffs, which we, the Knicks hurt when they faced, when they made the playoffs two seasons ago and lost in the first round to the Hawks. X factor was Trey Young. We don't have that kind of player that's going to take over games. As good as Julius has been putting those numbers, we don't have that player. I think the reason why they got Jalen Brunson, because they think that in the playoffs, he's going to be that guy that can take over the fourth quarters and drop that 12 to 15 and kind of like, you know, be the man that puts the team on his back, hopefully with these, with these kind of, um, with these pieces. Right. And uh, again, you, you know, we have, uh, we have a good core. The Knicks have a good core. And again, I'm expecting fifth best case scenario, fourth. All right. And the East for the New York Knicks. So let's keep trucking, baby. I'm going to be talking about more Knicks basketball, more and more uh, NBA as we keep uh, heading over now that that the NBA is over. So it is what it is, baby. All right, what do we got next? Uh, well, there's still some football talk left, all right? Let's do some football talk left uh, left in, our, in my bones here um, because there's a lot of voids. There's a lot of voids at quarterback. Uh, and, and I think the biggest quarterback free agent fish out there excuse me, has to be, has to, excuse me, has to be officially Mr. Derek Carr. All right, Derek Carr right now was released on Tuesday by the Vegas Raiders. So like now he's not one of the strict free agent. You know, they, they were able to dodge it. They didn't trade him. They didn't have to pay that $40 million. So the trade is that we know try to work out a trade uh, to the Saints and, you know, Carr's turned 32 years old. But, you know, you know, they, they, he did not take the trade. I guess he has a no trade clause went out there and I was like, you know, I'm not going to take the trade. Just release me. So I could be a, a free agent. You know, that, that trade didn't materialize, but however, after he refused to, to accept the move, you know, uh, and exercises no trade clause for his contract, he's not able to canvas all the 31 teams. All right. And negotiate his next contract to where he wants to go home. Right. First, let's break. Let's see what. First, let's see what Derek Carr in my book falls. Okay, because first of all, look, Derek Carr, it's, it's a good, he's a good quarterback, right? He's a good quarterback, but he is in the level of the level of a Kirk Cousins, right? You know what I mean? If we look at his career numbers, first let me focus on last year. Last year, he probably had his best surrounding team: Jacobs, Devonte Adams. Waller, I know Hernbro was hurt, Renfro was hurt, but he didn't have a great year. It was actually his second lowest 
completion percentage of his career. All right, his lowest was in his rookie year when he where he started uh, when he played 16 games and he had a 58% completion percentage. Had 24 touchdowns, 14 picks. That wasn't great. 60.8% field goal uh, completion percentage wasn't great. 3,500 passing yards. That's with a really good good team around him. And he was 6-9. and nine. He actually had a better year last year without Devontae Adams. He had one less touchdown, passed for 4,804 yards. He was in the top leading in the league, had a better record, threw for the same amount of receptions, but passed for more yards and completed 68%. That's a lot. That's a higher completion percentage without one of the best receivers in the game, unlike this year. I know he threw about 126 less attempts, completed about 123 less passes, right? Because, you know, Josh Jacob had such a solid year. But regardless of the fact, his ceiling is, if you take his career average, his best year, I don't think he's reached his best year, but I think potentially... His best year is a 32, 35 touchdown kind of guy, maybe 65% completion percentage, cracking 4,000 passing yards. That's what you're going to get from Derek Carr at his best. His career high in touchdowns was 27. His career, 28, I'm sorry. His career high in passing yards is 4,800. That was last year. His career high in completion percentage was a few years ago at 70.4. Pretty good. He's a 64 career uh, completion percentage kind of guy, which is really above average in the NFL. That's what you have. You have a Kirk Cousins kind of ceiling. Can deliver the regular season, put some really solid numbers, maybe gets you through the playoffs, but hasn't been able to prove himself yet. And he's been in the league now nine years. And his resume, you got 28 comeback wins, 33 winning drives. Yeah, you got he got some numbers. I mean, the dude has some numbers. His best year was his third year in the league at 12 and three, right? 28 touchdowns, career high, didn't break 4,000 yards. Hey, I think it was third in the MVP voting. He's not a bad quarterback. What's left out there that's available, he is the best because Lamar Jackson, they're probably going to exercise that, that particular uh, clause. He, he's better than Daniel Jones, all right? And I'm a Giants fan. But that's what you got. You have a... Kirk Cousin type of ceiling right now, and that's what you're going to get. Which right now, there are some teams that absolutely are in need of a Kirk Cousin type of quarterback. Because what they have right now, it's not working for them. And again, they're not in position to draft a quarterback that could immediately start and make a difference. So here are the teams that I think Derek Carr is going to be the best fit and possible landing spots. All right. Let's start with the Jets. I know there's a lot of rumors that the Jets are going to go after uh, Aaron Rodgers and they're going to work something out with the Green Bay Packers. You know, Rodgers right now is doing his uh, seclusion in a dark spot, dark home, dark place. But regardless of the fact, it's not a done deal. But the Jets have a good upside. Rook, offensive rookie of the year in Garrett Wilson. All right. Stud running back in Brees Hall. People forget about Elijah Moore's rookie year. He played really, really good. It was just a dysfunctional offense that he was completely lost this year. All right? They got a good backup running back in Carter. I mean, not in Carter. Whatchamacallit? And um, and, uh, I forget the other guy. It's uh, Donovan. The Jets have a great defense, a a really stud defense that could keep this team in, that can keep their teams in contention. All right? 
they just got to build that offensive line a little more. So great pieces for Carr to immediately come in and make an improvement. Right now, based on the sample size that we've had from Zach Wilson, Derek Carr is a better option for the Jets. Plain and simple. Another team, even though he refused a trade to the Saints, it's really not viewed as an indication that he had ruled them out for a possible destination. They are a team that he would still consider. Again, we don't know what's going to happen with, uh, with the, you know, the charges and stuff like that for Alvin Kamara. But, man, Chris Olave, he's a nice piece to throw to. All right, that kid has a lot of potential. All right, you got a good defense, good offensive line. They're going to add more through draft capital. All right, they're going to they just they just traded their head coach and got some capital from the Broncos. So I think the Saints are another possible destination. All right, that may fit for Derek Carr. Next, and this one is kind of a little bit of my outside, my dark horse, the Tennessee Titans. But why? They drafted Malik Willis. You saw that shit show last year. He came in when Tanning Hill was hurt. Boom, done. He can't play in the NFL, bro. Their third string quarterback came in for whatever his name is. I forgot. Dobbs, I think that's his name. I mean, that was another shit show. You really have Tanning Hill, and I think you've already maxed, you already like ran the maxes into the ground with Tanning Hill. He's given you everything he's hot had, and right now he is damaged goods. They could still move away from Tanning Hill and bring Derek Carr in. And I think that is an upgrade because not because Tannehill is and Derek Carr is much better than, I mean, Derek Carr is much better than Tannehill. It's just Tannehill cannot stay healthy. If Tannehill could stay healthy, then you, you, you stay with Tannehill until you get something better. But I think it's time to move on from, uh, from Tannehill. All right. And the Titans have a great upside. All right. You have a great offense that Derek Henry is still going to get you over a thousand rushing yards and still going to pound the ground. Some younger intriguing options in Traylon Burks. All right, Okonko, I can't pronounce his first name. All right, Mike Grable is one of the NFL's most respected head coaches. That's a great fit for Derek Carr, and I think the Titans need Derek Carr because it's better than, based on Ryan Tannenhill's injury record, right now, Derek Carr can stay healthier. Upside from Tannenhill. And you could take Malik Willis and the third-string quarterback, Dobbs, I think that's his name, together, combine them, they're still not better than Derek Carr. That's my dark horse right there, the Titans. They, they could take some type of negotiation here unless the Titans do some crazy trade and end up with the number one pick, but it's not going to happen. And lastly, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers went ahead and lost their starting quarterback, the greatest of all time, finally retired. They are in the opening and in the hunt for a QB. And that team has the receivers, the tight ends, running game we saw it's weak this year. They could work on that. They got the money to pay them. Why not? Why not Tampa Bay? Seriously, why not Tampa Bay? Why not Tampa Bay, man? They can. Why not? They could definitely be there. They could do this, man. They could bring in Derek Carr, who's in the building. So, 
I, those to me, those are the top four landing spots that I think uh, Derek Carr would fit in very nicely and is also a void that he will be feeling filling for that team. Hit me up in the comments if you think otherwise. Or what do you think, right? But I think it's great. Right now, that's what we got working with, baby. That's what we're working with right now. The Jets, the Titans, the Saints, and the uh, Buccaneers. There's probably some other teams. I mean, Carolina, you could throw Carolina in there, but I think I think that I think they gotta go another route, man. They're not gonna they're not gonna sign Sam Darnold. They're not gonna stick with what they have. They gotta pull they gotta pull something in the um they gotta pull something in the draft because they also have a lot of draft capital they could trade down for. Um, but yeah, you know, Carolina could be another possibility, but I think these four teams over here have, uh, I think the bankroll also as well. The Jets have the money. All right. Rookie quarterback and Zach Wilson. Tampa Bay doesn't have any quarterbacks. Neither does the saints and Tannenhill can go bye-bye and that'll open up some, uh, also some, uh, they have a lot of money as well. The, the, the Titans have a nice cap because they got Henry on their contract. All right. They don't have AJ Brown. All right, Baylor, Traylon Burr, who's the best receivers, it's in the in the tight end, Nukwono, You got those two guys and rookie contracts. They have a lot of money. They have a lot of cap um, cap expenditure available. So these are the teams that can make a, a rough move, and these are the teams that I, you know, if Derek Carr gets gets signed by one of these teams, he's actually going to get paid well. Now the question is, how much is Derek Carr worth, right? If uh, let's say they would have picked up his option, the uh, the Raiders, they would he would have made forty million this year. Is he a $40 million quarterback? Absolutely freaking not. You know, I know the market has been reset in the quarterback market because of Dak Prescott. And you could tell that, that was a complete BS. Kyler Murray, you know, they reset this quarterback and everybody's making $45, 46000000 million. But his numbers don't reflect the $40 million. He's, this guy should not be getting paid as much as, as Patrick Mahomes. Neither is Dak Prescott or Kyler. But because of the quarterback market, he's probably going to get $40 million. Absolutely freaking Lutley for Derek Carr. 40 freaking million for Derek Carr. Remember, the quarterback position is the most important position in the team. And it's the one that's going to carry you. It's the one that's going to carry you. It's the one that's going to definitely uh, give you all the good ones. So, hey, that's what you got, man. That's what you got. Derek Carr is going to be the man. Right now, he's the man. He's the most coveted quarterback in free agency. It is what it is, man. Don't hate. Congratulate. Don't hate. Congratulate, man. DC is definitely in the building and is going to be getting paid. He still has, he could be a starter in this league. I just don't think he's going to be, you know, he, he's going to get you very far. Definitely a stopgap. Somebody that's going to make you immediately better if you have the right pieces around him because he is a veteran. He is a good quarterback. Again, Kirk Cousins. Look where Kirk Cousins, every year they make the Vikings make the playoffs, but they don't get out of the first round. And he has a great season, bunch of yards, bunch of touchdowns, but for nothing. Because they can't get out of the first round. That's what you're going to get from Derek Carr. But guess what, man? Salah and the Jets needs to fight for his job. He really showed that he is so offensively challenged and doesn't know what the hell he's doing in offense. Or any, that's why he got Nathaniel Hackett, which I don't think that was a good signing. Again, that to me, Nathaniel Hackett with the Jets as OC as offensive coordinator is more to bring in um, Aaron Rodgers, right? It, I think that's what it is. But um, basically, you have that boom right there that if he can't get Aaron, Aaron decides to stay with the Packers, boom, you know, Carr can come right in. So he's going to be fighting for his job, right? 
it's crazy. Uh, Brable again, the, the, my dark horse of the Titans, like I mentioned earlier, there has to be some movements going around. That's them getting rid of Tannehill. But the Saints don't have a quarterback. He could fit right in and get that 40 mil. Yeah. And the Bucs, the Bucs need a starting quarterback because they have pro bowler type of receivers in there and good tight ends that will need that will need a quarterback that can get it down the field. And one thing about Carr, he can't throw it downfield. And Evans, who even though had did not have a great year this year, touchdown-wise, but I think Derek Carr is, it, you know, it's going to give you the production that kind of Brady gave you last year, right? You know, 24 touchdowns, probably 4,000 yards, right? I think he could get 27. Um, the problem is that that offensive line is so banged up that if you don't give that, if you don't strengthen that offensive line, I don't care who you put back there. If it's not a mobile quarterback, he's got to get killed like Brady was getting killed all season long. That's it. It is what it is. Derek Carr will be getting paid $40 million, ladies and gentlemen, and he will be a quarterback starting in this league for at least two two, three more years. Yeah, baby, that's what I got for you today, man. Let's go Knicks. I'm, uh, everybody's looking forward to the All-Star festivities. The dunk contest is a freaking snooze fest. Uh, I don't know what what's you know who's going to be there. I know Grimes from the Knicks is going to be there. I know Mac McClung, uh, Kenya Martin Jr. Those are my three favorites right now because those are the ones I threw. Trey Murphy from uh, from the Pels. I mean, you got uh, Kevin, Kenya Martin, who I think signed a two-day contract with Mac McClung, and he's now in the dunk contest. These guys have been playing in the G League most of the season. Kevin, KJ Jr., Kenya, um, Kenya Martin Jr., and then also also Mac McClung, who hasn't, who's been bouncing around the league from G League, from G League, and 10-day 10, 10, you know, 10, uh, 10 contracts, 10-day contracts. But one thing I can say, my dark horse in the dunk contest is definitely Mac, Mac Attack McClung. I'm going to tell you why, because I've seen him in dunk contests in high school. He is such a, the dude has so much hops, man. He's only like 6'2", 6'3". The dude can actually bounce. I mean, look him up in YouTube, but he was in high school. He was a freaking viral sensation because he could, he could definitely get up there and throw it down. That's my dark horse. Of course, I want Grimes to win it because he's a Knicks. He's, 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 yeah, man, he's, he's from the Knicks, man. You know, that's why. So I'm going to root for the Knicks. Let's represent. Last time a Nick won the dunk contest was, um, Nate Robinson, baby, smoking Nate. Three-point contest is going to be probably loaded. I think you got Little. You got uh, now, actually, and Julius Randle is in it because he's replacing. I forget who he's replacing. Somebody went, went out injured. But you got, you got a lot. I mean, you got Tyler Hero. Uh, it's a lot of good players. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good. The three-point contest, I want to stack it. I wish I had the three-point contest in front of me so I could kind of do it. I don't want to look it up because I'm going to look stupid here trying to look it up right now. So, yep, it is what it is, baby. And, uh, again, I love the. Uh, the damn celebrity game. I got to see who's playing. That's pretty cool over the weekend as well when it comes to the All-Star celebrations. Uh, the Rising Stars game, I like to see the first year and second year players also ball out. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, apart from the dunk contest, I do look forward to the All-Star festivities for All-Star weekend. It's one of my favorite All-Star weekends apart from the, uh, the homeroom contest and all that good stuff. That's what I got for you today. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the views. Appreciate the uh, downloads and the audio platforms. Thank you very much. Big things are coming. More collaboration bringing in more guests like age, you know, like Alex green the last time, but I definitely got to collab with more people and definitely bringing in more guests. I am working on some guests some former athletes want to really get into this and give you guys some great, great episodes and content. Thank you very much for listening. Listening. I appreciate you all. This is your boy E-Man from the average Joe sports talk podcast signing out. Peace.